Welcome, y'all. Y'all listening to Here. Horsey embraces the anxious ride, and I'm your host, Horace. Have you ever told a joke, and then no one laughs, and then suddenly you feel like a complete idiot? Or you try to say something in a conversation, and then in the conversation, no one really responds or reacts to what you said, and then you feel like, well, why did he even say that in the first place? Chances are you're probably experiencing something called RSD, which stands for Rejection Sensitive Dysphoria. In this episode, I'm going to outline what this is and tell you a little bit about how it can affect somebody who has ADHD and how to potentially overcome it and solutions. Let's get right into it. First off, disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist. Being born Asian American from my experience with ADHD, anxiety, and feeling lost from time to time, I hope to just provide you optimism and I hope to continue providing some positive vibes with my experience with ADHD and hopefully provide you some sort of knowledge to help you through your ADHD or anxiety from time to time. So what is RSD? Rejection Sensitive Dysphoria. This is a term made famous by Dr. William Dodson, one of the first psychiatrists openly writing on ADHD for over 25 years. So he switched from private practice to openly writing about ADHD and to spread awareness about it. And we have him to thank for this RSD knowledge. He also serves on the ADHD Titudes or Attitudes Medical Advisory Panel. So RSD is explained as extreme emotional pain triggered by the perception, real or imagined, that a person has been rejected, ridiculed, or criticized by important people in their life. Therefore, if you are telling a joke to a close friend and they don't react, you suddenly feel completely useless and why did you save it in the first place? RSD can also be triggered by failure of meeting high expectations of yourself or expectations of others. So can you already start to see where RSD relates to ADHD? With the whole emotional pain and then the fear of rejection, we have a high sensitivity to criticism or rejection. If you have ADHD, you already know that we are highly sensitive to criticism or rejection. Combine that with our impulsivity and our difficulty in managing our emotions That's really tough to control because now we already are sensitive to the criticism and then we feel that pain even more than a neurotypical brain would. We tend to overreact to negative remarks and put downs. And because we are so sensitive, we immediately jump to conclusions about certain remarks that are made and then we feel terrible about ourselves and then we get angry for potentially a reason that was just miscommunication. We can easily go down a negative spiral without warning. As you know, with ADHD, that impulsive behavior of immediately catching onto one single negative thought, and then that just keeps spiraling out of control. This tends to happen when ADHD people, such as you or myself, wallow in our negative thoughts for too long. One aspect is feelings of failure. The feeling of failure is a really tough one to overcome. Because everybody wants to succeed in something in life and feel like they've accomplished something. Once somebody with ADHD has those emotions and feelings of being a failure, this relates to RSD because then 
You failed to make someone laugh if you told a joke. From the prior example, you also failed to provide a helpful, insightful comment to a conversation, and you feel rejected when nobody accepts your comment. Say, for example, on social media, if you commented something and nobody responded, but when you made that comment at that moment, you felt really good about yourself, and now you put all that effort into making that comment or a suggestion, but nobody listens to it. That's an example of RSD. That negative feeling where you feel that wow, why did I even do this in the first place? And all in all, it's just due to our brains just being on the fire aim ready mode versus the ready aim fire brain, as outlined by Edward M. Hollowell and John J. Rate in. ADHD 2.0. It's overall this rejection-sensitive dysphoria has been brought to our awareness thanks to Dr. William Dodson, and now we're able to explain certain events of RSD. So now you have a general understanding of RSD. I'm going to give you some general examples of this rejection-sensitive dysphoria, and maybe you can relate to these. Has it ever happened to you? Let me know. You could be talking about your goals and interests in life, and then someone just suddenly doesn't acknowledge or think your goal is worthy. They think that your ideas are stupid, and they reject it. And it just makes it feel like, wow. Well, why do you even say all this? It just feels like you just physically punched me in the stomach. Another example recently that happened to me was at work. Somebody promises that we're going to talk about this topic the next meeting. And it may be my high expectation of them to bring that topic up because they promised to talk about it, and it was never brought up. And then I get highly disappointed from that because I feel like, well, it should have been brought up. And this high expectation is something I'll delve into in the next episode on just high expectations of others and yourself, because this also relates to RSD, as mentioned in the beginning of this episode. Last but not least, rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Is tricky to deal with, especially when our entire modern world is dealing with social media. And as you already know and can guess, social media is surrounded by very positive, helpful communities. But there's also very toxic, negative communities that tend to want to bring you down with their what you call troll, negative, or comments that just put you down. Before I go into some hopefully helpful advice on how to deal with rejection-sensitive dysphoria. I want to just read you a couple examples verbatim of some recent Instagram comments I got. So this Instagram reel was a reel of one of my first falls, and I wanted to showcase that I still have a lot to learn, and I am no way an expert. I got a lot of supportive comments, some saying that well. Hey, it happens. It's okay. Dust it off and ride on. Stay safe, bro. But some were extremely negative and not constructive feedback at all. I asked for people to comment what I did wrong and where I can improve. And some people said, "Quote, you got your license." "Quote, you got on a bike." How is that helpful? I don't really understand. There are multiple comments too. Yeah, what you did wrong is you bought a bike. How does that nurture a supportive community? This one person said, "What you did wrong was you were born." 
How does that even make sense? What I'm trying to get at is that there was a flurry of negative comments and one person even said, you did nothing wrong. You should have waited for a semi-truck to come and you should just ride right into it. Like, how are these comments helpful? The point I'm trying to get at, you can see that how negative it is and how somebody, when they suffer from rejection-sensitive dysphoria, they end up getting into this negative spiral because you have all this negativity surrounding them and they can't pull themselves out of it. It's not good, especially for people that are unable to use techniques to cope and to deal with this high level of negativity. It's going to be tough. And it actually took me a while to get over the fact that this is just social media. There are trolls online. There are people that just have nothing better to do. And they're just keyboard warriors. And I should just keep doing what I'm doing because I should hang on to the ones that took time to write a paragraph, multiple sentences, commenting and providing constructive criticism and actually helpful comments recommending that I get training, where to go for training, what I should have done. Those are the comments that I just stuck with. And I tried to reply to most of them. And I am grateful for those comments because I accept that I need training and at least they were being helpful. And so I should have stuck with that. But you can see how tough it is when there's a flurry of negative comments and all those negative people are just building on top of each other. It's just a downward spiral. Let's go ahead and transition into telling you how you can deal with RSD, how you can cope, what mechanisms you can use to combat these negative feelings because we're going to have to spread more positive vibes in this world. That's what we're here for. And so, first of all, know your strengths. Know what you're good at because even though you have shortcomings, you have things that you are good at that you should be proud of and stick to those. For this example, yes, I thankfully braked and I made sure that nobody was around me. Yes, I froze up, but now that was over a year ago that I fell and I've been taking the time an effort to practice in parking lots, slow turns, every single ride. And so with that, I know that I'm making the effort to practice as much as I can. Another tip is to remember the times you overcame hardship and the feelings of accomplishment. I was never really able to make a very tight U-turn on my motorcycle for a while. And then from multiple practices in parking lots, I am able to now. And I feel confident doing it. And when you learn to overcome that hardship, so make sure you revel in the fact that you accomplished multiple things and the success came from all your hard work. Make sure you build onto that. Another tip is to learn to distinguish happy moments and crappy moments. There are times where things won't work out as much as you wanted it to. Let's move away from the motorcycle Instagram post example. Let's just go ahead and say, hey, maybe during a water cooler chat, you're trying to say a joke, but nobody laughs. That could be a crappy moment. And that's okay because there was another time that you talked to the same people and they laughed at a joke that you said. Maybe that time where they didn't laugh, 
everyone was just not having a good day. People were blanking out or there was a big project they were thinking about. And they could not laugh at a joke that we were saying. This doesn't mean that you're not funny. It's maybe in that moment, maybe you expected their reaction, but that reaction just never happened because maybe they had other things on their mind. It does not mean that you're not funny. So learn to distinguish those moments where, hey, there are certain days where it's just not going to work out. But even in front of these coworkers, I can still tell jokes and it's totally fine. And that's where we reaffirm our positive emotions. Make sure you always go back to it. Take a moment to rethink, huh, there were times where I had so much fun chatting it up with these coworkers. There were also times where I told so many jokes and they were dying laughing. These are positive emotions that you stick to. Don't just think, oh man, just because they did not laugh this one time, my entire life is crashing down. I should quit becoming a comedian and I should never tell a single joke ever again. That's absolutely not true. You are funny. And make sure you reaffirm that. Reassure yourself. You are strong. You have your own strengths. And you have what you are good at. Stick to those things. Stay true to yourself. And last but not least, take the time to engage with family and friends when you can. Having that close-knit circle of support and positive emotions, you build on top of each other you build together and then with that you can support each other and at times where you feel negative you feel down you can always go to that support group and seek help because wallowing in your own negative thoughts that's where that downward spiral tends to happen especially at night when you're alone that's usually the time when i wallow in my thoughts and it's hard for me to get out of it unless I have somebody supporting me on my side. Engage with them whenever you can. Take time to get to know your family and friends better on a deeper connection level. And with that support, they can help you in the end when you are feeling down. And you can also learn something too. When you're supporting them, you're learning what they're going through. They learn what's hard for you. And with that, there's that mutual respect and connection for each other. I am glad that rejection-sensitive dysphoria has come up to the surface more thanks to Dr. Dodson. Even without ADHD, everyone does feel this sort of rejection from time to time. It's a matter of more practicing your own mindfulness, self-awareness, and make sure that you're aware of your current emotional being to be able to overcome those negative feelings and to deal with this RSD from time to time. Because these negative emotions will come back. It's a matter of how we practice using our own techniques. Practice using all the techniques that we learn from therapy, from self-help books, from talking to our loved ones and getting support. That we can become better and more aware when those negative emotions arise and how to better deal with them. There's one aspect I didn't really quite touch on more, which I will dive into next week about the high expectations part of RSD because this heavily influences my life and I really want to talk about why this relates to RSD and in turn impacts people with ADHD like myself. 
you might want to tune in next week as I talk a little bit more about the expectations part. Hopefully you learned something from my blabbering, and if you found it entertaining or just like my episodes, please consider giving me a follow or a positive rating on whatever platform you listen on. Please share this with any loved ones who are impacted by ADHD. You can follow me at the Anxious Ride on Instagram. Also, if you have topics for me to cover, any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, you can always email me at theanxiousride at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Again, my name is Horace. You can have chosen any ADHD podcast to listen to about ADHD, mental health, motorcycling, anxiety, but you chose to listen to me. And for that, I am very grateful. Till then, stay safe, keep the rubber side down, and enjoy the anxious ride. Peace.